This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is sponsored by our good friends at Baylor Scott & White Health and by the MyBSW Health app. It's designed to help busy folks like us manage our health care our way. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Welcome back to our second hour for this Sunday morning, a beautiful Independence Day Sunday morning. Happy Fourth of July, everybody, and thanks for tuning us in. I'm live today, so feel free to give me a call. Lines are filled right now, but we'll empty a line at a time, and you can grab it when you hear me finishing up with somebody. That's the time to dial in. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800 288 9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Maia. They bought a vowel or two on this one, M A I A. This sweet three year old Labrador mix is hoping to find a family who will fall in love with her gentle demeanor. Uh, Maya, uh, that's Maya, isn't it? Is known as a little angel among the staff and foster parents who care for her due to her gentle, sensitive, and affectionate personality. She adores being brushed and will even nudge her humans for more if they dare stop. While in her foster home, Maya loved following the lead of other dogs in the home and enjoyed learning the ins and outs of their routines, going for walks and playing together. She loves other dogs so much that the SPCA of Texas thinks that Maya would be happiest in a home with another dog companion by her side. They also think she would be best with kids over age 15 and a home with a fenced-in yard. Maya is ready to shine her loving light on a new family and show them just what an angel she truly is. To celebrate Shelter Pet Summer, you can adopt an adult dog or cat from the SPCA of Texas Shelters for only $25. The special is offered for pets located at the SPCA of Texas Shelters and in their foster homes, and adoptions will be by appointment only. Maya is waiting to meet you in an SPCA of Texas foster home. To request an appointment to meet Maya, they invite you to fill out the application at spca.org slash dogadopt. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Maya has been spayed, microchipped, She's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She'll be waiting for her new forever family in an SPCA of Texas foster home. Adoptions are available by appointment. Adopters will need to submit an adoption inquiry form in order to begin the adoption process and to schedule an appointment to complete the adoption. Browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat. Again, her name is Maya, M-A-I-A, and she's a three-year-old Labrador mix, Maya. I hope you'll help her find a home. That would be wonderful. That is sponsored today by Mueller, 90 years old. 90 years young. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. And it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our in our part of the state. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's been made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller Inc. 
Warmer temperatures are here, and there's no better time to tend to the garden and your health. The MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health helps you manage your health care from anywhere. And you don't even need a green thumb to download it. Text BETTER to 88408 to get it now. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very much. And we go back to Bill in Combine, who was uh, mentioning to me that he has... Uh, vines growing around oak trees on some property that he has bought. He's cleared most of the brush, but he is left with these vines around the trees. He wants to get rid of the vines without getting uh, harming the trees, understandably. And uh, some of the vines have um, uh, have uh, thorns, and so that is uh, the the project at, at hand is to get rid of the thorny vines and the other vines. Uh, the thorny vines, Bill, probably almost assuredly would be uh, would be Smilax briars. There are other vines that have thorns, but that is by far, far the most common. And the Smilax briars are a unique uh, plant because they, most of them have, um, well, there are two kinds of, of heavy root systems. Some of them have tubers that are as big as your fist, and others of them have very large fleshy roots that are the size of pencils are larger, and they crisscross like a Oh, just like wiring in a phone circuit. And in both cases, uh, it's going to be very difficult to get a weed killer spray uh, in quantities enough to, to kill out those roots. Um, we, we try putting the spray on those glossy leaves, and the spray beads up and rolls off, and there aren't very many leaves anyway. The stems are heavy and thick, and the, the leaves are somewhat sparse. And, and so the, the sprays just don't work. Um, what I have found, we have 11 acres, and, and it was heavily covered with, uh, uh, with Smilax and other vines, honeysuckle, poison ivy, uh, supple jack, um, snail seed vine. Those are the four main ones. Uh, I found that, that mowing it with a brush hog got rid of almost all of the vines. Most of them did not come back. The Smilax did, the one I started talking about, uh, where it was up against tree trunks. It would come back. And so rather than try to spray, I just resorted to digging them out by hand with a sharpshooter spade, and I found it was very, very easy uh, because all you have to do is get that clump of the roots right around the trunk out. And it uh, I just gestured here in front of the microphone. It, it may not be any bigger than a volleyball, and on a wet day after a rain, you can, you can dig that out in uh, 20 seconds and they will never come back. So that, that okay. would be my recommendation on Smilex. Cut it with a brush hog or some kind of a mower and then what is left, dig out if, if any of them sprout back out again. And I've not had any problem 45 years later. I've not had any problem with any of those that I've dug. Now I see new seedlings coming up every year um, and I'll, I'll hoe those out before they get any size to them. Um, okay. For the other vines that you have, uh, probably the next most obnoxious one would be poison ivy that is going that is going up the tree trunks, and I would cut that at the ground line with a long-handled axe, wearing long sleeve shirt and uh, gloves that you can wash or throw away. Um, the oil that spews when you cut it uh, will irritate you just terribly, and uh, so you need to stay way away from it. Uh, and then take a, a shower right after you're through and wash the the, uh, the gloves and the shirt and everything else. Um, and then just leave the vine up in the tree. Uh, let it die, and, and it will fall over the next 12 months. It will fall to the ground. The dead uh, uh, poison ivy uh, stems will fall to the ground. You can pick them up with a hoe or a rake and, and never have to touch them. Uh, I have found that it's easiest to uh, not only cut right at the ground or maybe an inch above the ground with an axe, but then come up about 18 inches higher and make another cut uh, all the way through and then use the, the handle of my axe and the blade as a lever and get that, that little connecting section of the stem of poison ivy out of the way so it's on the ground laying there. And that gives me access to the stump, and I can macerate the stump I can then pour a broadleafed weed killer directly onto the stump at full strength. I don't, I don't pour it on the ground. I just put it right on the macerated stem tissue of the poison ivy stump. 
and it soaks in, and that will kill it and keep it from sprouting back up again without harming the the uh, the tree that it was climbing. Okay, so, well, appreciate that. I most of it's uh, the viney. Uh, yeah. I do have a little poison ivy, but most of it's that thistle. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's Smilex, S-M-I-L-A-X, S-M-I-L-A-X. If you tell people thistle, that's not a vine. It's a different plant altogether, and you'll get the wrong product. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, appreciate it, Neil. Thank you. All right, thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting on me twice. All right, we'll come back and go to Lori and Clifton, Karen and Tioga as, uh, as uh, we get ladies calling through finally. That's good. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my, uh, is my book, and I have Smilex pictured in there along with the description I just gave. You have 840 photographs in a book that's uh, talking about how to how to be a successful gardener. You know that Smilex is going to make its way in somewhere in there. This is the book that I self-published so I could make the decisions. Carolyn Skye was my editor. I wanted her, and, and she had edited uh, my magazine and, and my garden calendar and a lot of other things, that uh, uh, e-gardens, everything. She was she was my editor. She's retired now, and, and good for her. Uh, an award-winning quilter, among many other things, my dear friend. And then Cindy Smith, the best graphic designer I've ever worked with. Uh, she did the book, and she also did the last 10 Texas gardening calendars that I did. And these two ladies made this book look wonderful. And I did the writing. I did the photography. So there you go. 840 of my photos. And 11 chapters that cover every aspect of gardening in Texas. Chapter 1 is the basics. Chapter 2 is that calendar of when to do everything. And then chapters 3 through 11 are detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, uh, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, high-quality paper, hardback book, printed in San Antonio. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. It's on my website. That's where you buy it, at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can also call my office and order it, and uh, that's at uh, 800-752-GROW. But that's Monday, well, normally Monday through Friday, this week Tuesday through Friday. 800-752-4769. The better way, and if you do this today, I'll be signing them tonight, so I will get your book ready and take it to the post office Tuesday morning, and uh, that would be at neilsperry.com. Book is only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or full refund at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. All of the services now are back in the sanctuary. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 05 is the next service available. And uh, then 11, 10, and uh, the 10, 05 service also live streams at sharingtheheart.org. Tr- uh, those are traditional services, contemporary services at 10, 05 and 11, 10. The 11, 10 service is uh, streaming also. 
And so there you are, sharingtheheart.org, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. ACE is the place with the helpful hardware folks, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. And uh, when you go in the door, you'll be greeted. You know those big impersonal box stores? Uh, people say, well, Neil, can I get this at such and such or such and such? No. Well, yeah, maybe you can, but you'll have to go hunt and hunt and hunt. And in that same amount of time, you could have walked into your Ace Hardware store and said, could you help me find such and such? And they say, you bet. It's right here, and here's how you use it. Uh, do you have such and such? Do you have the primer uh, before you uh, do the plumbing repair? Do you have this? Do you have that? They want you to succeed, and they will help you. That's why they're so special. Ace is the place with those great people. Now, stop by your locally-owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Cutter Backyard Bug Control Liquid Concentrate Insect Killer, 32-ounce Nine ninety nine, save an extra three dollars off for Ace Rewards uh, uh, Club members. Pay only six ninety nine, limit of two. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, and other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast and lasts all summer. It includes a quick flip hose-end sprayer, which activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply early before the insect populations are high. Covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. Goodbye, mosquitoes. Hello, summer. Cutter, and that is available to you at ACE. ACE is the place with the helpful hardware folks. This is the perfect time to get outside and get our plants and ourselves in tip-top shape. Freshen up your health care routine with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. Download it now to manage all your health care from anywhere, even from the garden. Once again, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We have a line open if you'd like to call. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Lori in Clifton, thank you for waiting so patiently. How may I help you? Thank you. I have a persimmon tree and I believe it is Eureka, and after the heart freeze, the leaves didn't come back like they usually do. I'm getting uh, sprouts at the bottom and flat mushrooms on some of the limbs. Mm-hmm. Well, it and has frozen, we- and Lori, what you're going to have to do, um, what you're going to have to do is see where those sprouts originate. My fear is that they're originating below the graft union where it was grafted. So you may not have Eureka coming back up from below. You may have a seedling of uh, Eastern persimmon, the, the American persimmon, and you may not want that. Well, you wouldn't want that, just an ordinary persimmon. You may not have Eureka any longer, and the and the top part has frozen and died. It's not the first call I've had on persimmons. I've had ten or twenty, and so it's uh, it was not good. So, do I go ahead and cut the branches off? Well, if they're forming mushrooms, then that tissue is dead. And yes, you can go ahead and trim all that off. Let me let me explain what's happened. When that plant was was started, when it was propagated. A seed of just a native persimmon was planted and grown as the rootstock, and then somebody came along with uh, in an or in a nursery and budded a eureka persimmon onto that seedling and changed the variety. They cut off then the top of the of the uh, the the seedling persimmon and got rid of it, and it turned into a eureka persimmon. Everything from that bud union, from the graft, everything from that point up was Eureka. And what I'm afraid of, and and you can probably see where that was done. There would be a change in the bark of the trunk. Everything from that point up was Eureka. So you've been enjoying and, and profiting from the Eureka persimmon all this time. Unfortunately, it sounds like it froze, like Eureka froze, and you're left now with just the rootstock. That would be my fear, and that would be my guess. 
And so now you don't have a Eureka persimmon anymore. You have just a seedling persimmon like grows on the hillsides of Texas, uh, in East Texas. And so you, you really need to plant another Eureka persimmon. If you want a Eureka, you need to get a new one. That would be okay, my guess. So I can't see your plant. I'm sorry. So go ahead and just re- get the tree removed. Well, hear, hear what I'm saying. Look where the graft union okay. is. And if it is, uh, uh, if it is above where those sprouts are coming, then those sprouts are from the roots, from the root system. If okay. they're below, the, if the bud union where the where the graft was put on the tree, if it is above the sprouts, then the sprouts are not good. If the sprouts are coming above the graft, then they're they're eureka. Okay. You have to determine right. that. I can't see your plant, so I can't help you. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Good luck with it. Appreciate your call. Let me go to Karen in Tioga. Karen, this is Neil. You've been waiting a long time. Thank you for that. How can I help you? Thanks for taking my call, Neil. Sure. Uh, we rescued five crepe myrtles from a teardown um, last year. They've been planted a year now. They're about 16 feet tall. But mm-hmm. after the freeze, they didn't come back. But they're coming out profusely on the bottom. So we're wondering if we should cut out the big tree trunk. Um and save them, or how can we make the um, seedlings coming from the bottom back into a tree? Okay, my answer for you is going to be radically different, 180 degrees different from the answer I just gave on the persimmon. Those are rooted from cuttings, and so every part of those plants is genetically identical to the, the roots and the top growth. And so, yes, if the, if the tops are failing, if they have failed, if they're very weak, or if they're completely dead, in all of those cases, I would remove the top growth clear down to the ground, as close to the ground as you can get it, and uh, let the new shoots develop into the new trunks, train them as new trunks. Um, Do you have any growth on the tops? Um, One of them we do. I mean, like I said, they're like 16 feet tall. They were huge. Right. No, I get that. But if you, if you have, let me, let me, let me quantify this a little bit. Let's just deal with that one plant then. Uh, if you had on it um, 75 or 80 percent of the normal leaf uh, canopy, then I would no, probably try. Okay, if it doesn't have that much, then I would cut all of them to match. I'd cut them back as close to the ground as you can get them. You have to be kind of careful that you don't cut off the sprouts that have come up now. Uh-huh. This, the, this discussion would might maybe would have been better uh, in uh, early May. Once the sprout started, when you could get in there a little more uh, easily with a pruning saw, you'll need a, a long, skinny pruning saw to get in there to do this. But prune those, um, prune those dead stems off as close to the ground as you can, and then allow, and, and I'm going to just talk about one plant, any one of the plants now, allow 10 or 15 of those stems to develop. And you'll let them grow for the rest of this season. Next spring, at some point, they'll be, they may be uh, uh, 18 or 30 inches tall at that point. At some okay. point early next growing season, you will then select the 7 to 10 that are the straightest, strongest. Your ultimate goal will be to, you want these tree form, right? Yes. All right. Your ultimate goal will be to have three to five trunks. You always want to have a lot more than you eventually want in case something happens to them. They, they get snapped by a dog or something. And so mm-hmm. you want to have maybe twice as many as you would eventually want to have. You want to have three or five at, at, the, at the end of all of this. Three or five trunks. Yeah, odd numbers always look better. And, uh, and I would encourage you not to try to do it single trunk with just one trunk. So three to five, three or five. And so you'd leave seven or eight uh, for a while. Maybe by the end of next year, 2022, you could cut them down to the, the three or five that you leave. By then, they will be the size of your fingers or your thumb. They'll be woody enough that nothing's going to break them off. And you can begin to train it as a, as a tree. And by then, it may be 10 feet tall. They may oh, okay. Be. Good. Yeah. Uh, so we'd kind of planned on waiting till next year to cut the big the big original tree out is that too late 
the longer you wait, the harder it is to get a saw into them because these sprouts are getting less and less flexible and bigger and bigger, and it makes it harder and harder and harder to get a saw in and do a good job. It would have been best done a, a week after you realize they're not going to leaf out. Well, we were hoping that they would come out because we did see a little I, bit of I, I won't, I won't back down on what I said. It would have been better. Okay. Yeah, as soon as you realize, oh, my gosh, look at all these sprouts coming out. I had it in, in my electronic newsletter, and at that point, my Facebook page was working properly. And I said, look here, this plant has sprouts coming. That tells you that the top growth is challenged. You might want to consider, uh, whatever you do, don't remove the sprouts. You might want to consider cutting the top off if you don't see new growth soon. And uh, so, no, it, it, you don't want to wait till next year. Okay, got you. Neil. Thanks yeah. for your information, Neil. You are welcome. Thanks for the Have call. Have a nice 4th of July. Oh, same to you. Same to you. Thank you. And a safe one. Thank you. All right. Karen's line is open. 800-288-9227. Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. So how do you pick a really good tree service company? Well, first of all, you look for somebody who's been in business a while. 1981 in the case of Arborological Services. Secondly, you look for a company that has good equipment. Arborological Services has the best best appointed trucks and the best uh, uh, trained employees anywhere in the business. They have more than 10 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists leading their crews. They go out each morning all across the Metroplex. They have a, a, a group meeting of their foreman uh, once or twice a month where they discuss projects that they're working on and where they, they know that they can contact one another. Uh, for example, they have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Uh, Russell Peters has his master's degree in oak wilt. And if one of those foremen comes across a live oak and they wonder, if, I wonder if this has oak wilt, Russ gets that call. I know he does. He gets my calls. <laughs> and, and so that's what happens. And that's how they work together. Arborological Services, it is a team unlike any other. They are great. Miguel Pastanez, the 11-time Texas State tree climbing champion. And when Miguel goes out to that, uh, that championship competition, he's right there cheering on his competitors. They want their industry to be safer and to be better. This is quite a company, Arborological Services. Wouldn't you want them climbing your trees? I sure do. 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. Arborological.com is their website. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. That's Arborological Services. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to WBAP.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments, if you're just saying, oh, those are awful, tired of those, get them out of here. Get me something attractive. If those are things that you've thought they were at our house, then you need sunburst shutters, or at least you need to think about sunburst shutters. If I can get you to call them, it's up to them then to sell themselves. I know that they will. That's that's the, that's the little trick here. If I can get you to call them, they'll come to your home. They'll bring their samples. The people are very nice, and I know they're going to be fine, and I know the shutters are going to be fine, and I know if you call them that you want a better look in your home, that's a win, 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 win. Everything's going to work out right. Sunburst shutters are great. Now, these are plantation-style shutters. They have a neat and clean look to them. They're big louvers, two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size. And uh, they are made of poly wood, a completely synthetic material. Contains no natural wood. It is solid. It has the same classic look as wood with many of the benefits, but they don't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast. Oh, my goodness. This is just the answer to your dreams. Sunburst shutters. They can be custom fit to any opening in your house, and they are the most energy efficient shutters on the market. What more can you have? 
That's just, like I say, answer to every dream you have on uh, window coverings. Also available now in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and of course here in DFW. Call Sunburst Shutters this week to schedule an appointment at your home. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. Nice people. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Eight people were shot early this morning at a Fort Worth car wash. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident is closed eastbound 635 between Forest Lane and Skillman Street. A long-term construction project has also closed 635's HOV lanes in both directions between the TI Access Road and La Prada Drive. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. WBAP forecast. Today is going to be partly cloudy. There are a possibility that we could get some showers and storms, but it's just a possibility, not a probability. A high 92 degrees. Tomorrow, more of the same. Showers and storms possible, but not probable. High 92. Right now, it's cloudy, 79 degrees. Eight people were shot early this morning at a Fort Worth car wash. Happened about 1.30 a.m. at a self-service car wash in the 3400 block of Horn Street. A police officer who just happened to be nearby heard a flurry of gunshots and went right to the scene where he immediately called for help. All of the gunshot victims are hospitalized now in stable condition. Police are trying to work out what happened and who shot them. A widely known Nathan's hot dog eating contest takes place as usual today in New York City. However, a Fort Worth version of that will not. The owner of Curly's Frozen Custard said he's not yet comfortable about placing contestants side by side in front of a crowd, so no contest, but he does have an alternative. He's giving away free hot dogs. John Pletcher says Curly's first 300 customers today, beginning at 11 a.m., will get a free hot dog. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 10 o'clock. 24-7 News coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. I have an important message for you from Baylor, Scott and White Health, the place that we think so much of. Oh, there were grammatical errors in that. But I hope they'll forgive me. It's about a new app that lets you manage your health care your way so that you can keep yourself and your family in tip-top shape. It's the My BSW Health app, and it helps you schedule appointments, get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family, all on your schedule and from wherever you are. All you have to do is text the word BETTER to 88408 to download it on your iPhone or Android device. That's better to 88408. It's just another reason to do what the Sperrys have been doing for many years, saying thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health. Text better to 88408. Baylor uh, Plano, Baylor Scott & White Plano, is where our daughter's life was saved in 2005. We celebrated the 12th birthday of her youngest son, Joseph, uh, two days ago, Joseph wouldn't be here if it weren't for Baylor, Scott, and White, Plano. Do you think we're grateful for that hospital? Oh, you bet we are. Baylor, Scott, and White Health. GetBetterTexas.com. Again, text BETTER to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app. It will make a difference in your family's health. Listen to WBAP in your home. Just ask your smart speaker and she'll gladly assist. Alexa, open WBAP. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. 
Well, the hummingbirds are in town. Have you noticed? You have if you have a Wild Birds Unlimited High Perch Hummingbird Feeder. And uh, that's uh, it takes a few days for them to find it. But then when they find it, they love it. I hope you'll get in for all of your bird feeding and bird watching needs. To Wild Birds Unlimited, the McKinney store is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. The Dallas store in East Dallas, 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams, and the Dallas store in uh, on, on Lover's Lane, just west of the tollway, 5715 West Lover's Lane. And uh, that's next to Nichols and Hardy Nursery. These are great stores. And the three of them joined together to sponsor my radio broadcast. You will love Wild Birds Unlimited. Now, while the kids are out of school and the grandkids teach them the joy of bird watching and bird feeding. It's just amazing. You think about bird feeding as being a summer activity. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, a winter activity. Yeah, it is. But it is a wonderful summer activity as well. I had to go in and, and get some replenishments for our bird feeders, soot uh, cakes and and uh, other uh, things that we need for our wild birds because the uh, uh, woodpeckers have just eaten me out of house and home at our house. I got several of the cylinders with the uh, mealworms impregnated into them. The uh, The birds love those. And to watch all of that going on is just so cool. It goes on right outside your windows and uh, the hummingbird feeders, oh, they are so much fun. They're such acrobats. Wild Birds Unlimited, wbu.com slash dfw. Again, in Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy. And that's just west of the tollway. Also in Dallas, East Dallas, 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams, and in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, and just south of Tom Thumb. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together. Temperatures are rising, and so are those pesky pollen counts. So get a handle on your family's allergies sooner rather than later. Find a doc or schedule an appointment with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. To download yours, text the word BETTER to 88408. And now, back to Neil. Good suggestion. Thank you, Stubby. Let's go to Richard in Grand Prairie. Richard, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. How may I help you? Yeah. I have three uh, variegated clara that died to the freeze, and uh, they were growing in a shaded area. They probably got overhead sunlight about an hour and a half to two hours a day. I have some dwarf nandina that were planted in front of them. What could I replace the clara with? Were you happy with the clara? Yes. Why don't you replace them with Cleara? That's an example I was talking about last hour. It's a, a very good example of a plant that uh, if it if it did well for you for many years, will do well for you for many other years. It uh, is, when I mentioned somebody chastised me by saying we don't want a landscape for the 1,000-year cold spell or the 100-year cold spell, that's a fair comment. And Cleara's are, are very lovely plants. Um I will say that they they have a lesser margin of error than some of our other plants for areas that are too wet or that get too dry or too sunny. Uh, they are less tolerant of, of variations than some of our other plants. But if they did well in that spot, they'll continue to do well in that spot. So there's no reason not to go back with the same thing. Uh, if you'll tell me the height of plant that you want, I'll give you some other choices. How tall and how wide a plant are you looking for? They were about uh, four and a half feet tall, and I had three of them in an area of about 15 feet wide. The All other right. question I have, I go back with them, will there be enough sunlight for them? Has something changed that would not make it the same? Uh, no, but they only got about an hour and a half to two hours of sun. And how long were they there? Uh, 25 years. All right. And and they got an hour and a half of sun for 25 years? Yeah. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do well. The the next plants wouldn't do just as well. Nothing has uh, changed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I think they'd be fine. Uh, a couple of other plants that would work in that setting, 
uh, and that would be about that same size would be dwarf Burford holly. would be beautiful. It would be dark green. It would give red berries in the wintertime. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it would try to get five feet tall. Uh, you could you could prune it back at, at four, four and a half feet without any problem at all. I have some that are almost 40 years old that are six feet tall. They've never been pruned, and so to keep them at four and a half feet would not be a challenge. Uh, but I would have started earlier. I wouldn't do it now. Um, and leatherleaf mahonia would be architecturally a beautiful plant uh, in yeah. there. It's very prickly, but it would be very pretty also. I'd probably put more... Uh, more than just three in that that length, however, because they're uh, they're pretty pretty narrow, pretty columnar. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. Well, that'll work for me. Thank you very uh, much. You're welcome, very much. I enjoyed the call. Let's go to Marley in Oak Point. Marley, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help Neil, you? Is it too late to fertilize St. Augustine grass? We've heard that. That's the problem. Oh, well, I'm sorry, my, Bermuda grass. Oh, now we change the grass. It absolutely I'm is sorry, not too late to. We just moved here to Texas. I'm not very up to date on things. From Seattle? Is that <laughs> Portland. What Portland. Oh, my goodness. Portland is one of my favorite towns. Not so much the behavior of the citizens currently, but, but horticulturally, it's a beautiful part of the country. I love Portland and Seattle, the Northwest. Um, the uh, the the thing I would say, Marley, for uh, fertilizing those two grasses. Let me give an answer that everybody can use. Uh, the uh, those are both warm season grasses, so they do most of their growing during the the warm months. All of their growing, and uh, they do need the nutrition. We tend in our area. This I'm I'm addressing this to everybody, and your answer will be here, and it'll be very uh, very plain. I'll make sure you you get your answer. Uh, we tend to over fertilize St. Augustine. Texans tend to overfeed St. Augustine. The times to fertilize St. Augustine for those of you who have it would be uh, early to mid April, early to mid uh, June, meaning get it done by the 15th of June, and then early to mid September. So get it done by the middle of September, 15th of September. Those are your three times to feed St. Augustine. Stay away from fertilizer on St. Augustine in in the hot weather because of a disease called gray leaf spot that is exacerbated by uh, nitrogen in the hot weather. Uh, uh, Bermuda grass does not get gray leaf spot, and so we fertilize it every eight weeks starting early to mid-April and going to early to mid-October. So we'll just say the the first two weeks of April, first two weeks of June, of August, and of October. Those uh, those are your times. When you fertilize these grasses, you want to use an all-nitrogen fertilizer. doesn't have any of the middle number in it. And you want to have upwards of half of that nitrogen in slow-release form. In other words, you want to get a fertilizer that is uh, is timed-release and all nitrogen, no no phosphorus. We have too much phosphorus in our soil already. So at what point did I lose you and, and cause you to fall asleep in that in that long oh, that, answer? That was wonderful, very clear. But could I ask you a quick other grass-related question? Absolutely. You bet you can. My neighbor just said that she's planning to mow her yard twice a week next year. Uh, that sounds crazy to me. Does that sound logical to you she's brilliant really she's brilliant the uh, the ideal way to mow a lawn is to uh, remove no more than one third of the growth on it uh, at any given time and and what i tell people is that you're best off uh, mowing on four or five day turns during the active growing season for the turf grass and so that's june july and august most uh, lawn care people, when they come by a neighborhood to mow, they'll mow once a week, and they remove too much of the of the leaf, and so the lawn may look brown right after they mow for a few days. So if 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 a homeowner is going to mow their own lawn, it's a lot easier to do it every four or five days than it is to do it every seven days. It may seem like a lot more work, uh, but you end up not having to empty the bag as often or whatever you do if you're if you're uh, mulching the clippings, it's just, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier on the lawn. 
So she's making a very, very good horticultural decision. Wow, your information is so helpful. Thank you so much. You have a You're welcome, Mo. We're glad to have you in Texas. Uh, the summer is uh, is usually hotter than this. Portland is usually cooler than it was. Oh, my heart sank for the people in the Northwest. And uh, just endure our summers. The, the rest of the year is pretty nice here. We're glad you're here. So, Thank you yeah. so much. You're welcome. My favorite meal in my life is uh, blackened salmon at Salty's on the Columbia River or Aki uh, uh, Beach in Seattle, either place. Salty's is both places. Oh, goodness. Let me tell you right now about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. If you're new to Texas, this might be a really good reference for you because I think it will help you succeed. Number one chapter, chapter one, is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to have to be successful in gardening in Texas. explains the growing seasons, the the um, hardiness zones, all of that. Chapter two is a calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the things in your landscape and garden, everything I just discussed with her. Uh, chapters three through 11 are incredibly detailed Chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, uh, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. There are more than 25 multi-page charts to help you make sure you select just the right plant for your needs. Lots of uh, short charts. Uh, for example, the best trees for fall color, the best trees for spring bloom, the best flowering shrubs, the best uh, uh, whatever. All these things are, are listed, plus a lot of text. It took me a year to write this book. It took me a lifetime to learn what I put into this book. And I did not want an editor from a publishing firm that was not a gardener to edit this. That's why I said, I want to self-publish this. I want Carolyn Skye, who was a master gardener in Collin County and is an avid gardener and uh, and just a brilliant editor. She retired as being a senior publications editor for a major university. She edited this book for me, and she is my dear friend. And Cindy Smith, another dear friend, who had been the graphic designer for my last 10 Texas Gardening Calendars. We three put this book together for you. Your satisfaction with it is completely guaranteed, or I will refund every penny. I've sold 66,000 copies myself out of our house, uh, boxed by my wife and me, and taken to the post office. I've taken most of them there myself, shoved them in the back door of the mailings dock, even during the pandemic. And um, of the 66,000 copies, no one has asked for a refund yet. It'll happen, but those are pretty good odds for you. So the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy, every one of those 66,000 copies I have signed, with the exception of a few thousand at the very beginning. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage, and I'll get one to you if you'll call my office Monday, or Tuesday through Friday this week, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it on my website, and I'll be signing it tonight. And uh, that is at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It is so much better than the old cowboy boot book from 1991. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Callaway's Nursery is the garden center for DFW. They're committed to providing quality plants, exceptional customer service, and inspiration. They are 
long on inspiration. They have everything you need to create the landscape and patio of your dreams. Their 24 community stores are a showcase of colors and blooms and textures sure to stimulate and cultivate your imagination. Go in today. Their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals are there to guide you with any questions about your gardening projects. You can trust their expert gardening knowledge and tips. Callaway's Nursery also offers garden services, including pick and plant, so you get the joy of selecting your plants, but you can stay cool while their professional planting services do the work for you. Callaway's extends its commitment to excellence with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Founded in Texas by Texans, you can always count on Callaway's Nursery to bring you the very best flowers, trees, and shrubs for our area. Treat yourself and visit one of their breezy open-air stores in a community near you. They offer convenient curbside pickup or you can order online for delivery. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6. Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaways.com. Ah, tis the season for exploring the great outdoors, which is also a great time to make sure we're up for all the hiking and biking. Find a dock or schedule an appointment with the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health. To download yours, text the word BETTER to 88408. Once again, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Let's go back to the phones and we go to Jim in Mahaya. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Neil, I, I got a, uh, I live on a private lake out in the country, and I got a lot of cypress trees, uh, mature cypress trees around my yard. And uh, the knees are coming up anywhere from 8 or 10 feet or more from the tree on some of them. Can I, say, cut those knees off with a chainsaw because I'm having a hard time mowing or weeding around those knees, which are up several inches? Aren't they? awful oh my gosh yeah i don't know what those would do to beautiful but the the knees are are a problem yeah they are i i do not know what they would do to a mower i see them in commercial landscapes where they've been ground off by by the guys doing 30 miles an hour on those mowers and i don't know what they do to the mowers um yes you can certainly do that don't get the blade of your chainsaw in the soil it'll dull it instantly um yeah uh, but yes, lay it uh, parallel to the ground, and you can certainly cut them off. It doesn't; they're not necessary for the trees. They are breathing apparatuses, and and the trees uh, use them when they're in water uh, to get oxygen. But no, they're you can do what you need to do. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. You are welcome. Thanks for the call. I just I'm done with bald cypress trees in the Metroplex because of our alkaline soil. They have so much trouble getting iron. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful and safe 4th of July. I thank you for being with me in my program. Michael Bass, thank you, sir. You've done wonderfully, and uh, always nice to have Mike here. Happy gardening.